Good morning and welcome to Living Better in San Diego, a public service presentation of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. I'm Susan DeVincent along with Yvonne Ermey. On our show today, we're talking about an issue that affects a lot of college students, food insecurity. Now, the numbers vary here, but national studies show a shocking percentage of students, 50% or more of community college students, suffer from food insecurity. So what does that even mean? They're hungry, they're skipping meals, and might not even know where their next meal's coming from. Here to talk about that today, we have Cynthia Rice, the Associate VP Institutional Advancement and Executive Director of the Miracosta College Foundation. That's quite a title, my friend. And Bob Scheid from CalCoast Credit Union. They've teamed up for a great program called Pack the Pantry, which we're going to talk about today. Welcome to you both. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Now, Bob, let's start with you. This is the first time I'm going to admit that I've even heard of the term food insecurity. So tell us more how you actually define that and why Cal Coast wanted to step in and really recognize this as an issue that you wanted to help overcome here in San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. I guess in a nutshell, really, it's hunger. It is hunger. Although it encompasses a little bit more than that, I think the term food insecurity is a little broader. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in, in the bottom line, as Yvonne said, these students don't know where their next meal is coming from. Um, you and I take that for granted. But a lot of people, specifically in this case students, they do not. They can't take that for granted. And, and we recognize that. California Coast Credit Union is involved in virtually all of the community college campuses in San Diego and Riverside counties. And since we have feet on the ground, we saw very quickly that there was a homelessness issue, there was a food insecurity issue. There are a lot of issues, and we just had to take one and say, can we make a difference on this issue, food insecurity? And that's how the whole idea of Pack the Pantry was born. Like Susan was saying that she had never heard this term. So is this a relatively new term? Is this a new conversation that we're having? It, it is on a national level. And I think a lot of people called it different things. And so it was hard to get your hands around what exactly was happening. But I think universally, pretty much all of those that are involved in that sort of work and effort, whether it's on a college campus or at a community food bank, they now use the term food insecurity because if everybody uses the one term and we get comfortable with it and we understand it, then we can start doing something about it. Cynthia, why are community college students especially affected by this? And how many people are we talking about that you guys are helping? Well, I can share with you that just last year alone, last fiscal year, we had 23,000 visits to our food pantry. Just at Miracosta? Just at Miracosta College. Oh my gosh. And um, we're keeping that information because we need to know what we're dealing with here. Now, at any community college, a large number of those students will be first generation students. And some of those students as well, when they were going through K through high school, many of them were on free and reduced lunch. So they didn't have to think about eating, you know, their meals during school. When you get that first generation college student coming to college, they're thinking, wow, I'm going to college. I'm thinking about books. I'm thinking about those type of things that you hear often that you need. But because food wasn't something that they thought about during school hours, in their earlier years, when they come to college and they find out, well, meals aren't available to them. Many of them are shocked to find out and they go, oh, I didn't think of that. 
And because they don't have the resources, they're going to college so that they can get a degree and move on and get a living wage position. And let's be honest, mm -hmm. you know, we always hear as parents the importance of nutrition and how important it is that you feed your kids a good breakfast before they head out the door to go to school so that their their brains are functioning better and they can learn better. I mean, that's even another whole issue here. Exactly. And then when you don't have the financial resources just to get to college, to purchase your books, to pay tuition and fees, oh my gosh. And then you tack onto that, having to pay for food to go and something that they hadn't thought of in the past. So we're finding that 50% of college-age students are food insecure, and then that number is even high for housing insecure. Another statistic that we discovered when we were researching this that really demonstrates the impact of those students who were surveyed, and this is just San Diego County, those who identified themselves as food insecure, almost 90%, like 88%, said that they knew that it affected their academic performance. Mm -hmm. About 50% said they had missed classes Mm -hmm. um, because cause of food insecurity. Think about it. If you need to put food on the table for yourself and your families, then maybe classes are going to have to take a back seat until you figure that out and get some financial stability. And um, something under 50% of those students self-identifying as food insecure dropped out altogether because of that reason. So there's a direct impact. Yeah. When did you guys realize that this was an issue that was specifically impacting your student body? Well, Miracosta's food pantry began in 2000. And it began because a student brought it to our attention. She was part of our service learning program, and one of her faculty members asked her to do some research on the topic. Of course, she was blown away. And then when our administrators found out about it, we were all blown away. And then about the same time, that research was going on across the nation. So a team effort between the student, service learning, the faculty members, and administration, the first food pantry was born at Miracosta College in 2006. And it has been able to sustain from that day to this. But now we are really teaming up with California Coast. Thank you very much to help us to get this going. And uh, we're helping so many students. We're talking to Cynthia Rice and to Bob Scheid from Calcos Credit Union. Cynthia is from the Miracosta College Foundation. And they're putting together the Pack the Pantry program. And this is happening when? November 4th through the 18th, I understand, yes, right? Yes, yes. Is this something that you guys just started? Because you also have a food program that you've done year-round as well, correct? Right. So we have a food pantry that's year-round, and it's necessary. You'd be surprised to see how many students that come up with their ID cards along with their family members. It has grown with the help of our partner here, California Coast. I can't stress that enough. We're so happy (laughs) that we're partnering with them on this. And it's wonderful because, you know, when you talk about how people maybe are not going to be able to go to college if they don't eat, you know, there's always something that has to go to the wayside. When you only have X number of dollars and you got rent to pay, you got to eat. Let's see, you got to go to school and they really want to go to school. It's the first, as you said, maybe they're the first ones in their family to go to college. It's really important for them to stay there. So they think, well, maybe I'll miss another meal, you know, and it's just heartbreaking to think of that. Yeah, when I was looking up research to kind of see when you guys were coming in, you know, what is this food insecurity with the students about? And I was reading these things about uh, students just taking naps 
because they're so hungry and they can't feed themselves. So they're just going to go to sleep so they can forget about how hungry they are or, you know, skipping meals so that they could buy things like books or supplies. Right. And when the students can't concentrate, of course, they're going to do things like that. Take a nap or they'll check out or they'll decide, gosh, I can't go to class today because I'm just so hungry. Um, And then, like you said, Bob, that leads to students dropping out. Yeah, that's very sad. Mm -hmm. Breaks our heart. Today, we're talking about the Pack the Pantry program, providing food and nourishment for these kids that are going to school so that they can stay in school and be focused. But are there a lot of other students that are also helping? Yes, we have a culture of care at Miracosta College. We talked about 50% of our students are food insecure, but that means 50% of our students are not. The wonderful thing about those students is a large percentage of them volunteer in a lot of different ways. And for Pack the Pantry, we know without a doubt that many of those students will be helping us pack the pantry. Yeah, and you know what's cool about that? When they see other students doing it, that grows. They see, oh, you know what, let me do that too. Because kids listen to other kids in a way they don't listen to their own parents. And so when they see that, gee, rather than you guys telling them that they should be doing this, they see other students jumping in and helping. They want to do it as well. They want to do it as well. We do have a culture of care at Miracosta, and our students, they roll up their sleeves. And even the students that are food insecure, when they get an opportunity to volunteer, they do. You know, in January, when we have our big volunteer day, we have so many students that come out, and they go out to the community, and they volunteer couple less yes. beers a week, you yes. know, at the local pub. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> awesome. You know, donating either cash or out of their own pantry. I think exactly. that's awesome. Exactly. Now, you're just one of the colleges at Miracosta that's part of this. Bob, how many colleges are we talking about that are part of this program? Um, we have eight college campuses in San Diego County, plus uh, Mount San Jacinto Community College in Riverside County and Imperial College in Imperial Valley. Between November 4th and November 18th, there will be food collection bins on all the campuses. There will be food collection bins at all 25 Cal Coast branches. Um, And actually, hopefully I'm not getting ahead of myself here, but the city of San Diego contacted us. We are a partner with them as well. They heard about this and said, hey, how can we participate? So I'm looking to get some bins on some of those um, city properties as well. So during that time, people can donate non-perishable items to those bins, or they can go to the Cal Coast website or any of the community college websites. We have virtual food banks set up if you'd like to donate cash. And when you go to these food banks, you'll find items on a pantry shelf and you click on them and drag them through the scanner, put them in your checkout bag, and that calculates into however much money you want to donate. And um, that's a way to do a donation at any time, at any location, and contribute cash. Because when the food bank, who is a big player in making this a success, because they have the infrastructure, when they get that cash donation, they then distribute it or make it available. So the campuses can, they each raise certain amounts of money through this, this campaign, and they can use that uh, money that was raised to literally order the food that they need the most right. from the food bank. 
bank and they get it for pennies on the dollar, cash donations go in a, a very long way. It's great that you say that because even though people are not buying those exact items that they're clicking off, they can really see when yes. I spend $20, this is how my $20 is being spent. And people love knowing that their money stays right here in San Diego for an immediate need. I mean, I just, I love this program. I love what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for putting this together. Yeah, and a lot of credit to the food bank. They have the yeah. infrastructure in place. When we started talking about this and then you start, you, know, you get around the table and you think, okay, who's going to collect this and how do we sort it? And what does the law say about handling the food? And, oh, and, right. And and how do you even it, evenly distribute it among the campuses? What if one campus gets 40 cases of ramen? How do you distribute it? Well, the food bank has that system all set up. It's a very sophisticated system, but it's something that, yes, we are doing this once a year and we're hoping that this is just the first year and that we'll keep it going. But as you mentioned on the campuses, they're doing this day in and day out every day. I'd like to add, about November 4th through the 18th, we'll be at week 10, 12, 13 of the college semester. And at that time, our pantry is going low. So Pack the Pantry is a campaign that we are so (laughs) excited about. And not only will we be able to tell San Diegans through this venue, but we are actually sending the information out to all of our faculty, all of our staff, our students and as well, so that people um, around our community can help uh, support this. So Pack the Pantry is a real campaign, and, and we're just so excited about it. So you had said the food bank helps distribute the money so that you can get the items that you need the most. And I'm sure that for different colleges in different areas, maybe you guys need different things. What are some items, maybe specifically at Miracosta, that you notice students need the most? Our pantry, we we love to pack it with non-perishables. So any canned foods like canned chicken and tuna, dried or canned beans work really well, cereal, Mm -hmm. rice, nuts, and seeds, peanut butter, oh my goodness, peanut butter, (laughs) okay, canned soup, dried fruit works well, canned vegetables, powdered milk. Oh, really? Especially for our students that have infants. And as we said earlier, of course, money. If you'd like to contribute dollars, we can make that go very, very far. Well, I'm so happy to hear you talk about more than just ramen, because, you know, we always hear college students (laughs) love ramen. And this is putting a whole new spin on the joke of the starving college student. This is real life stuff. And and again, we don't want to think about kids that especially are first generation going to school. we got to recognize the importance of that and Getting a good education for any parent is all they ever want their kids to do. You know, you get your kids a good education and then you can send them on their way and feel good about them being part of society and how they're going to go on with their future and how they're going to contribute to society. And that's the first step, getting them a good education. And the basics is getting them good food so they can study and have that brain power to make it all work for them. So again, this is going on November 4th through the 18th. So easy to donate then a couple of different ways, whether you're donating cash like you said, and Yvonne and I were kind of laughing about that, that we love that you can kind of click off what that money's going to go to because we we love shopping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So are there specific things that you need more than just the food for the pantry, like volunteers? Well, I'd like to give you an example. As our food pantry grows, we're needing cabinets 
to put the food in, ah. refrigerators, in the off chance that we do get something that needs to be refrigerated, bins to put fruit in. And way back in 2006, that student that I, I shared with you did some research. She actually contacted Home Depot, and Home Depot. I was just thinking was, about Home Depot. Yes, and yes. they gave us our very first cabinet, and we still have that cabinet today. We still use it as part okay. of the I think I might I have wish. an in on a cabinet company, yeah. too. I'll just have to talk uh, after the okay. show. I don't want to throw their name out there, but <laughs> might be able to help you out in that department because, you know, we always like to go through people that we work with and know, and that's another way. So maybe somebody that makes cabinets can contact you. So if you, Absolutely. If you can't even donate your time, I, I understand people are busy. If you've got a trade or a skill and there's something that you can do to help them, I don't really know what else you might need. Right. Well, we have different times of the month when we actually bring the food pantry outside of the of the location that it's in and we bring it onto campus so that students can actually access it very easily. Mm-hmm. And it's usually right outside my office yeah. so yeah. that I so get a chance it. to see the students and the yeah. smiles on their faces. Cool. And, and like I said, often they bring their family members with them. We tell the students, bring your ID card and bring three bags with you. So really? even if you have bags that you want to donate, that's helpful. Is there any kind of um, determination on who you help? We have so many food? students that are food insecure. Okay. So if a student presents with their student ID card and they say that they would like to participate in this activity, we believe them. We believe Good that they you. are food insecure yeah. and that they need the food. We don't ask any other questions. And and I should mention specifically, since your listeners may be in different geographic areas, Mm -hmm. I mentioned Mount San Jacinto College in Riverside County, Mm -hmm. Imperial College in Imperial uh, County, and in San Diego County, um, participating campuses include, and remind me if I'm missing any of these, Miracosta, Palomar, Miramar, City College, Mesa, Grossmont, Cuyamaca, and Continuing Education. Southwestern. Oh, Southwestern. That Mm -hmm. was the other one. Absolutely. So if people are either near those campuses or have connections to those campuses through family members, employees, or whatever, they can go physically to those campuses and donate. Or as I said, they can go to calcoastcu.org and donate on that virtual food drive as well. You were saying that we you started noticing the need for for these pantries and to do something about this uh, food insecurity back in 2006. So it's been a while now that you guys have been working on this. Have you noticed any decline in the need or is this getting better? What's the future look like for this? No, we haven't noticed a decline in the need at all. I think the reason it has grown is because we're getting the word out and students are now aware that help is available. So um, I believe the students were suffering in silence in the past. Many were dropping out. So we're hoping that this helps stem that tide because we want the students to continue through. And not only does the foundation support the food pantry, but also emergency grants as well. We were able to raise quite a bit of money uh, last year when we shared with our donors that students have other emergencies as well. If a student's coming to class and they get a flat tire, they have to use all of their financial resources to get that taken care of, or are they going to go ahead and, and use that money for food? 
they may decide to drop out of college just because they can't get their flat tire fixed. Yeah. And they have some other things that they need to do. So uh, with a food pantry, with emergency grants that we have now, we even have, you know, um, showers on campus so that some of our homeless students can discreetly go and, and take a shower before they go to class. And that was one of the things, Bob, that I know we were talking about before. I, I really admire that you guys thought about that because the last thing you want to do is make somebody feel like... Like they're shameful yeah. for having to do this. Because listen, there's a lot of people that probably would love to be part of this program, but they don't think, well, I'm not the worst off. But for the people that have those kind of challenges, you really support them so that they can discreetly go take showers. It's not going to be obvious to everybody that they're doing that, right? Yeah, and I think that's um, an important point on how much progress has been made. You yeah. know, Yvonne, you had asked, has it gotten better? Or Well, the need is increasing, but I do think it has gotten better. The the stigma is being taken away a little bit. Right. Um, and you should see some of the mobile food pantries. They don't even call them pantries. Like Southwestern has the Jag Kitchen for the Jaguars. They're the Jaguars, mm-hmm. so they call theirs the Jag Kitchen. And um, I think a lot of the stigma is being taken away from this. Um, so that's important. But the other thing to recognize is you just never know. We have on the various college campuses free educational workshops, financial wellness workshops. Mm -hmm. And we also, at some campuses, we have drop-in financial ed centers that are free. And we'll give free financial advice to any students. And on one particular college campus recently, our representative who was there met a young girl. And he was shocked. She She is living in a car. And she goes to one of those safe parking lots, but she has to be in by 6 p.m. and out by 6 a.m. And he said he would never have known that just by looking at her or interacting with her. So you you just never know. People do such a good job at hiding their stories like that. They just don't want everyone to know. It's no one else's business, and you're not trying to make it anyone else's business, too. And and just help people. Yeah, I mean, it's not that long ago that I was in college myself, and I knew people who lived in their cars. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more prevalent than a lot of people realize. Well, I'm the oldest dude in this room by far, and it does. <laughs> you're make the only me, dude in this room. <laughs> the, good point. So you're the youngest uh, okay, too. Okay, <laughs> on the age spectrum, I'm I'm on the one far end from all the rest of you, and but it does, and it has made me stop and think. How much of a problem was there back when I was in college? It wasn't even on my radar screen, but I guarantee it was there. Um, So it is nice that this has been brought to the surface so people don't have that stigma and we can do something about it. Now, are there other items that people can find in your pantry aside from just food? Do you do like hygiene items? Do you have other things that you are looking for? We most certainly do. We offer hygiene items as well. And when you had mentioned that some of the colleges call it something else. Yeah. When we bring the food pantry out into campus, we call it a farmer's market. That's nice. So it's a farmer's market and the students come through, but we also have a, a table available for students to get their hygiene items as well. And it's free, no charge, no questions asked. And they can come in how often? The students can come in every day if they need to. Three bags no. every day? It, the, the three bags is for the farmer's market that's outside of my office. Okay. But when they go into the um, the food pantry, um, we do have sack lunch bags that are filled, or students can actually pick some items off of the food pantry that they need. No questions asked. 
we, we're not finding that students abuse this at all. No, no I wouldn't mm-hmm. think so. I mean, no. I think if anything, you know, I think part of what the message is today is not only about your program to get people to support it that might be listening today, but for students that are listening and kind of see themselves through some of the people that you're serving and didn't realize that they could actually take advantage of this program that you guys are offering. Do you have any other personal stories you can share with us? On the food bank and the food insecurity side, I, I know there are a lot of stories on campus. Some of the stories that are top of mind right now for us involves the scholarship recipients because Cal Coast Credit Union has a foundation, uh, the Cal Coast Cares Foundation, and we provide scholarships to college-bound high school students with a special track for foster students that have some special conditions that make access to those scholarships easier. And then we also guarantee if they got it the first year, they'll get a second year $2,000 grant automatically. They won't have to go through the big application process. They just have to keep up their grade point average and they get that. And then we also do teacher grants. And one of the students that we had on the air one time talking about his second year foster scholarship, it was amazing. As much as I think I know these students, he was telling a story that I wasn't aware of. In his case, he's a student going to Cal State San Marcos. He lives in National City. He works at Home Depot. And he and his wife had just taken in two little babies from one of their relatives who had some drug problems. Mm. So he's doing all of this. And he didn't have time to go after the second year foster scholarship. He, He just had too much on his plate. One of our employees, bless her heart, hunted him down and said, sign here. You don't have to do anything else. You will get the second year grant. You need to keep going. And so he hung in there. But we didn't know he was that close to dropping out um, because of all these challenges he had until that particular interview. So again, there are all kinds of stories about the challenges these kids face and not just kids, but young adults and adults are trying to raise, raise kids. Yeah. And you know what? You guys are just really a community of people that care. And I think that's all we ever need to do is really, you know, find the need in our community. Where can we help? Who can we help? I want you to point those stories out because I want somebody listening to to see themselves through that story and say, gee, that's me too. I'm, you know, I'm burning the candle at both ends. If there's a student that's financially challenged, of course, they're probably working a job as well as going to school full time, maybe a couple of jobs. And again, young families as well too. So you never know what somebody's story is. Yes. And I think it's, it's really interesting that you mentioned like a foster scholarship because we actually just a few weeks ago had uh, Just In Time, which is a foster nonprofit. And they were talking about the unique challenges specific, you know, to this community of of kids. And, you know, I think there are sometimes these certain populations or groups that are more sensitive or may Mm -hmm. fall into this, you know. When all the colleges that you name that you help, I noticed you didn't mention like San Diego State, for example. Okay. You do. Oh, yeah. Okay, because, yeah. you know, it seemed like you're in the community college system the most, and I wondered yeah. if there's specific or more unique challenges with those students. You know, I, Cynthia would know this better than I, but um, just from the, our experience, because we do also have a partnership with um, UCSD, with um, SDSU very heavily. We have a branch on campus. We do free workshops there as well, Great. and we're very involved there. We see some of the same problems. Mm-hmm. Um, as another example, you go to the UCSD campus, we're involved with, it's a scholarship program for first-generation students, and we support that program there. There's a need virtually on every campus, yeah. and including 
uh, not just post-secondary, but continuing ed with the, mm-hmm. the adults mm-hmm. who are going back into the workforce, retraining, doing things like that. Mm-hmm. I think this need is across all geographies, all demographics, everything. All age groups, all age too, groups. if you've got people that are going to, for continuing education. Continuing ed, They're yeah. an older mm-hmm. student, so the stories are still the same. Isn't that interesting? Right, right. And I think when you hit on the stigma attached to it, the reason mm-hmm. we didn't know is because people were ashamed and they did not want to share their plight and what was going on. But I agree with you. Those numbers, when we say 50% of college students, we're not saying just 50% of community college students. We're saying 50% of college students throughout the nation are experiencing food insecurity. So the program is Pack the Pantry. It's going on. They're collecting food for students in need from November 4th through the 18th at all of the campuses, at all the Cal Coast Union locations. Mm -hmm. And then where else? You said perhaps around town as well. Yes. um, All of the community college campuses plus continuing education in San Diego County plus um, Mount San Jacinto and Riverside and Imperial Valley College. College in Imperial County, also online at calcoastcu.org. And I don't know if they have the links up yet, but all the community college campuses will also have a link where you can do a virtual food drive, which was really fun to experience. Yes, we want to do that. You got to do it. If you like shopping, you're going to be good at this. We do. We do, Bob. We would be good at it. (laughs) So we're making it easy for everybody between the 4th and the 18th of November to to do something, to do a little something. And remember, you can donate cash. You can donate your time. You can donate your trade. Maybe go to your boss. You know, there's a lot of people that want to help. They just don't know how they can help. And all you got to do is ask. A lot of companies do match programs when you make donations as well, too. Ask your company about that. Go in and ask somebody in the office, you know, hey, do you guys do matching donations? You can make that money go twice as far. Exactly. Well, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. On behalf of our students, on behalf of the work that we're trying to do, we need as many supporters as possible. And Cal Coast, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so very much. It's our pleasure and also to Entercom for giving us this opportunity and this platform because it does affect everybody. I guarantee every one of your listeners knows somebody affected by food insecurity. Yeah, so let's pack that pantry, yeah. people. I mean, November 4th <laughs> through the 18th, we've got time to do it. Let's make the problem that they have too much food and they don't there know what go. to do with it. Now we're going to have <laughs> more cabinets that we need because we have to store all that additional food that we're going to get. The need is there. The need is there year round. And I just thank you both for coming in today. Cynthia Rice from Miracosta College, Bob Sheet from Cal Coast Credit Union. Thank you so much for organizing this. I mean, we just really think this is an outstanding program and, and just thank you so much for fulfilling a really great need that a lot of us didn't even know was there in San Diego. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of Living Better. If you have an issue you'd like us to cover or talk about or just want to leave us a comment, drop a line at livingbetter at intercom.com. Thanks for sharing part of your Sunday morning with us, Sue DeVincent and Yvonne Ermey hoping you enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you next week. The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the staff and management of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. Episodes of Living Better in San Diego are available on this station's website. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.